Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Today we continue our Multiply message series. I want to take you to Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to say our marching orders right out of the gate, the mission that Lord gave to each one of us. Let me tell you, if we don't live this, there's something that's going to be missing in our life. We won't be fulfilled and we won't do what God has called us to do. Genesis 1, verse 26, we're going to read through verse 31. The Bible says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Really quickly, right off the bat, pastor, I thought we serve one God. Why is God speaking in the plural? What you see here is you see the Godhead, you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit at work together in creation. And um, this is the pre-incarnate Son of God in John chapter 1. We see in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, the Bible says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is Jesus. Jesus was creative. Jesus created everything. Here he is making man and woman in the image of God right at the beginning. Let us make man in our image to be like us, to be like us. Say that with me, to be like us. So we want to be like the father. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to be like our elder brother, Jesus, the only begotten son of the father. We've been chosen and adopted into the family of God. We want to be like the Lord. They will reign. So, okay, now here's what they're like. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals in the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Say that with me. Be fruitful and multiply. Come on, put a little energy on that. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. You know, these are commands. These are declarations. These are, these sentences aren't ending on an upswing. It's ending on a downstroke. It's just do this. There's not up for negotiation. This is what you were created to do. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant through the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I've given every green plant as food for all the wild animals and the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came marking the sixth day. Today, I want to talk to you about the six stages of God's plan for multiplication. Let me tell you, we are right in the middle of the plan. God created it. We were told to govern it. We were told to reign over it. We were told to fill. Uh, We were told to multiply. We were told to be fruitful. We were told to do all of these things. So first thing, what do we do? What's our first job? Our first job is to reflect God. We were created in the image of God. We are to reflect God. We are image bearers of God. When you see us, you see a little bit of what God is like. He created us 
to look like him. It's down in us to reflect God's face, God's heart, God's character. I've told you the story before about when I was a kid, my dad was always trying to fix my hair. I'd put my hat on, my hair, little tuft of hair would be sticking out of the back of my ball cap and he would be stuffing it in there all the time trying to keep me looking like a normal person. And um, one day he said, son, why is your hair always sticking out? I said, I want to be like you, daddy. He didn't know it. When he was putting his hat on, he put it on back to front and a little tuft of hair would stick out. So I put my hair, hat on and pulled my hair out in the back. I just wanted to be like my father. God has placed it in us to reflect his image, to look like him. A lot of times I hear people today saying, well, I'm just going to be who I was born to be. I'm just, I just am who I am. And that's true. God created us for a purpose, but that's not all that happened. Sin has stepped into the world and we're dealing it. We're functioning in a fallen world. Every single one of us was born in sin. This is what the Bible says in Romans 3 and 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So while we reflect God, Sin has corrupted creation and we're dealing with the fallouts of that fallout of the sin, which is why we need a savior. This is why we need a Messiah. There's no one good enough. No one's smart enough. There's no one that's innocent enough. You know, even that little baby that is born is born in a fallen state and needs a savior. Every single one of us. So it's not good enough for us just to be who we were born to be because the truth is How many of you would say you were born knowing how to hit another kid over the head with a Tonka truck in the nursery? You know, you you knew how to lie. You knew how to get in the cookies. You knew how to steal. You knew how to start fights. You knew how to do all of those things. It's in us to know how to sin because that's how we were born. So we actually have to work to reflect the image of God. We need to come into relationship with God. We do that positionally. We're saved. We are saved. Our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But I don't know if you're anything like me. I have to work at some things in my life. Am I the only one here today? No. You know. I mean, it's just. Look, one of the reasons that I put a Pathway Church bumper sticker on my truck. Is so that I could be reminded to reflect the image of God in how I drive. We got to work. So your job, number one is to walk like your father, look like your father, be led by the Holy Spirit, walk like the son. That's the agenda. Secondly, we're told to reign or take dominion over the earth. Listen, don't let life happen to you. You happen to life. I mean, there are certainly things that are going to happen to you and you can't stop a lot of those things. Age happens. You know what? I think twice going up steps now, you know, I, Got my ACL redone on the left side. Now I kind of have to be careful on the right side now. And there's all kinds of things that you got to be mindful of. Things you have to, there, you got to watch out for people on the road. You know, it's not just your stupid things that you have to stop doing, but you have to watch out for the stupid things around you people are doing. <laughs> I heard that. So we're to take control of our world. Take control of our life. Take control of our family. It's not enough just to father a child. It's not enough just to mother a child, but we have to raise them. We have to take control of them until it's no longer our job. 
You know, Psalm 127, the Bible says there that children are like arrows in the hands of a strong warrior. We have to inform our expectations on our children, on our family, on our workplace, on the things that we do on our yard. You have noticed that, right? You, it's not enough just to buy a yard. You also have to mow the yard. We have to govern it, govern our lives. We can't just expect our lives to turn out, right? We have to inspect it. We have to watch it. We have to enforce our vision on the field that the Lord has given us. And it takes work. And so we're to reign or take dominion over the world. Now, there are places in this world today where there are millions of people that are suffering water shortages so that one little guppy is undisturbed. You know what I think? I think we, I think we ought to take dominion over the earth. That we ought to eat things and we ought to grow things and you know, we ought to make our houses better. I don't know what kind of house you have. I don't know if you have a mansion or you have a trailer or you live in a shanty under a bridge somewhere. But whatever it is that God has given you, you rule and reign over that and make it a little bit better. Is that a good word today? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. If God has given you something, take control of it. If your kids are saying, well, I'm not going to do that. You just have to get in your mind that you're more hard-headed than they are. I, I had a friend that his... His, his son wouldn't keep his room clean. He said, I want you to keep your room clean. He wouldn't keep it clean. He would just go close the door. And he took the door off the hinges and said, fine, if that's how you want to be, when your friends come over, they're going to see this pigsty of a room. Well, that sounds crazy. It's not crazy. That's called being a dad. I don't know how you do it. I know how it happened for me. My dad applied the board of education to my seat of knowledge and we worked some things out because he decided he was going to be the father, the, the head of that house. He was going to make sure that his kids listened to him rather than him being directed by the kids. You know, there's a vacuum in this world of people who will take control of their responsibility. A lot of people want to be responsible, want to take authority over things they're not responsible for. How about this? Newsflash. This is, this is life-changing. Eureka moment here. How about you handle your business and you handle your business, all the stuff on Facebook is going to work itself out. Just look down right there really close to you. Rule and reign over your world. Thirdly, we should be fruitful and multiply. So for moms and dads, I did a wedding last night. Did a wedding for, the, for Morgan Hopkinson and Thomas Moore. It was a beautiful wedding. They said, I do. And I was already beginning to plant the idea of having some kids. And I looked at the parents and I'm thinking, grand, you know, grandparents are kind of rooting for this. You know, be fruitful and mul multiply. We believe in church growth, however it has to happen. Are there any grandparents that love, or any parents that would love to become grandparents real soon? This is your opportunity. Somebody just go ahead and bless the Lord. Thank you. I saw that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Everybody saw that, right? I think that might've even showed up on the live stream. I'm not going to name names, but you guys can watch, right? Be fruitful and multiply. Have children. Pastor, I'm just going to wait until we expect, we got, until we can afford having children. Let me just tell you something. You will never afford that. Diapers are expensive. It'll all work out. You just go ahead and have some children. It's the most incredible, incredible thing. If you can't have children, maybe you would adopt. Maybe you would foster a child. Maybe you would sponsor a child. There's a lot of good ways that you can help to be, you know what, it, it's only a couple hundred bucks to get an abortion. It's about $50,000 to adopt a child. 
Something's not right with that, right? The church ought to be in a place to help with that, right? I want to say thank you for the way that you have helped people when they have gotten into unexpected pregnancies and you've stepped in and served. Thank you for your ministry to Women's Resource Center. This last year, almost 2,000 abortion-minded women at our Women's Resource Center that you guys built out all of that stuff made a decision to keep their child. Isn't that incredible? Can we just bless the Lord for that? So thankful. And it's not only children, but it's in everything that you do. If God has given you a little business, work that business to the best of your ability. You know, if God has given you a classroom, work that classroom to the best of your ability. Don't just clock in and clock out, but put some effort into it and make it count because it does. It does count. Be fruitful and multiply. You know, I'm not the only one talking about this. Anybody follow Elon Musk? 61 million followers on Twitter. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's blasting off ships. He's doing Teslas and all kinds of crazy stuff. He's got cryptocurrency. Is there anything he doesn't do? I don't know. Look at this tweet he shared. This is just from this last year. 2021 population collapse is potentially the greatest risk of, uh, to the future of civilization. In 2020, he was saying the same thing. Check this out. Population collapse is the second biggest danger to civilization after artificial intelligence, in my opinion, which is pretty scary coming from a guy that does artificial intelligence. In uh, uh, 2017, the world's population is accelerating towards collapse, but few seem to notice or care. I could do this all day, all the way back to 2014, 2012 with Elon Musk. What is he doing? Is that unique? Is that new? It's new in this culture, but God has been saying it all along. Be fruitful and multiply. For the first time in history, America now has a negative growth pattern uh, when you compare new births and, and, and deaths right now for the first time. If it wasn't for immigration, we would not be growing. I'm sure COVID has had something to do with that. It's slowed a bunch of things down. There's a lot of things that are there. A lot of people are saying we need population control. Listen, there's a lot of land left. There's a lot of water left. There's a lot of food left. There's, we, we could put everybody in Texas, no problem. Just move everybody to Texas. Everybody's moving to Texas. Everybody's moving to Alabama. Everybody's moving to Florida. You've noticed that, right? There's plenty of room. You know, one of the greatest advantages that you can give, for a child, give to a child is to raise a child in a household that loves Jesus, with a mother and a father, with a, mo- with a single mom that's committed to work and raise up that child and put that child in church and raise them up to fear and to love the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. Don't be afraid to get married and have babies. Come on, one more time. Let's just bless the Lord for that. And I'm praying... I'm praying for your business. I pray that 2022 will be a year of multiplication in your business, in your work, in your career, in your influence. You'll know your neighbors more. More of your neighbors will know you and they'll come to know Jesus because of you. This is a challenging thing though. Let me just take a dad moment here for a second just to talk about some of the challenges that people are facing today. You know, being a dad is challenging. I'm, I'm not going to talk about moms. I'm just going to talk about dads here for a second. But at the time when your children need you most, you most need to make money. Have you noticed that? You most, your time is more in demand in your career when you have children and it leaves you in a dilemma because you have soccer and basketball and football and baseball and all of those things. It's irresponsible to spend time with your children and not provide for your children. It's not biblical. 
It's also irresponsible to work and then neglect your children. Moms and dads, you do the best that you can. You provide and you provide care and you aim your children in the direction you come. But listen to me, when you don't get it exactly right, I just wanna say the pressure is off. You do the best that you can. If you show your children uh, the, how you should treat your spouse, if you work, make an honest living and you provide for them, that's a blessing. And you love them to the best of your ability. You serve them, you care for them, go to their games. If you're at their games and you have to take a call, take a call, it's okay, it's not the end of the world. But do everything you have to do is unto the Lord. Amen. I just want to say thank you to all of our dads. Let's bless our dads who are caring for their kids. To our moms. Can we just bless our moms? And I especially today want to give a good thank you to our single parents that are loving Jesus, loving their kids, and working this thing out, demonstrating the kingdom of God right from where they are. What a, what a blessing it is that we have some wonderful people here um, following Christ today. The fourth thing we see here is we see that we're to govern what we produce. Don't just start a family, build a family. Don't just start a business, build a business. A lot of us, we want to start something and then watch it. We think it's just going to come up. You know that beautiful lawn in your neighborhood that you like so much, you think it's gorgeous. Let me tell you, that had to be governed. That had to be worked. That had to be developed. Those kids, they, they didn't happen on accident. They had to be worked. They had to be developed. There are things that had to be done. Take some time in that development. And there's a vacuum of fathers and mothers and business leaders and, and teachers that are showing up and giving everything that they have. Don't just clock in and clock out, but give it everything that you have. It's frustrating that we get through a stage and we look back on that stage and we've learned some things and we say, I wish I could go back and do this little piece differently. Experience is a good teacher. It's not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. Learning from our mistakes and moving ahead. But regret isn't going to do anything for us. The very best teacher isn't even evaluated experience. The best teacher is to have fathers and mothers in the faith that you can learn from and miss out on the drama because you listened to the word and you followed after other people's example, which is where Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Put yourself to the task. And then fifth, if you just go ahead and stand with me, airport campus, please stand. And if our musicians would come. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31, after doing all of these things, the Lord said, he looked over all he had made, all he had given himself to in that creative week. And he said, it was very good. Pathway Church, I look at you. Airport campus, I look at you. Foley campus, I'm dreaming about you. I'm looking at you. Let me say this. This is very good. This is very good. I look at the friendships that are here today. This is very good. I'm thankful. I look at my family. Hey, it's still in process. It's still, we got three teenagers right now. Things are still in the works right now. But you know what? I look back, I say, this is very good. This is very good. Hey, are there some things you wish you would have done differently? There's some carnage in the journey. You know, it's not just perfect. Everything isn't absolutely tidy all the time. But can you just for a second, can you just stop? And you, can you say, thank you, Lord. 
This is very good. This is very, how many of you are praying and believing for some miracles yet to happen in your family, in your workplace, in your life? Yes, but while you ask, can we not stop and say, Lord, this is good. This is good. Let's aspire. Let's work hard. Let's dream. Let's be thirsty for more. Pastor, when is enough enough? Well, enough is never enough. As long as there's one person in Mobile that doesn't know Jesus, it's never enough. Let's keep going. As long as we have a family member that's still wrestling through something, you know what, it's never enough. Can we say, we're not gonna stop until we finish? Until we finish? Until we cross the finish line? Until we hear, well done, thou good and faithful service servant. But in the time between now and then, we ask God, Lord, help us to walk with godly contentment. Help us to be thankful for all that the Lord has done. Do you not understand how blessed we are? Every single one of us, do you not understand how blessed we are? Is there something you still need? Is there something you still want? Of course. But you not, do you not understand how blessed we are? In our desire and thirst for more, please, Pathway Church, let's never fail to see the Lord has been good and it is good. It is good. I mean, if you're standing with your spouse, reach over and just take them by the hand and say, it's good, it's good. Everything's gonna be all right. God has been faithful, it is good. It is good, it is good. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.